Welcome to the Man Whore Podcast. Happy New Year, Mac Daddies and Sugar Mamas. This is Billy Presida, and you are listening to the Man Whore Podcast. Happy 2016, everybody. Welcome to the new year. Welcome to the show. I'm your host, comedian Billy Presida. I hope you all uh, enjoyed your New Year Eve celebration. Hope you uh, you spent midnight kissing and loving and sucking and squeezing consensually all those people and persons that you wanted to. I uh, I cheersed myself at the at midnight with a nice glass of bourbon, some carbs, and Star Wars Episode Three after uh, sharing the New Year celebration with Brazil by getting my kisses and lovings and touchings on. Uh, a couple hours prior, I was tired. I was down to just kind of chill with myself. I, I I had a good time, and I hope you did too. Uh, right now, I got some show dates for you people. Show dates: Boston, Massachusetts. I will be up inside you, nice and deep, six inches up inside of you tomorrow, January seventh. Uh, I will be on the Naked Comedy Show over at the Improv Boston with a friend, funny lady, and former man her man whore podcast guest Allison Klemp. Tickets are just $10 at the door. Really hope to see you there. I'm not in Boston often, so this is kind of your your shot. And then I'll be back here in New York City for some things. You know, January 18th, I'll be at Silvana in Harlem. And then January 27th, I'll be at the Grizzly Pear. And Slotesburg, New York, you can save the date now. I will be at Characters Bar and Grill on February 26th. And to remind yourself of those show dates, you can go over to manhorpod.com. You can see those details there. Also, this Sunday, again, this Sunday, I'm going to be doing the No Pan Subway ride here in New York, and I really hope that some of you will join me. So email me, manhorpod at gmail.com. Let me know if you want to meet up. I'll be doing the Bushwick starting location, but I'm happy to meet you all in Union Square, too. So uh, so, so, how am I? Uh, you know, I recorded an intro on Saturday before my trip to Buffalo, New York, and uh I felt like if I released that, it would be dishonest because it sounded so hopeful going into my trip because I traveled 16 hours round trip to watch my New York Jets not make the playoffs. So I was very much not happy, still kind of downtrodden about it, only picking myself up right now because I'm talking to you fine people, but I, you know. Look, I'm just going to be a little surly during the NFL playoffs. Come mid-February, I'll be fine. Right now... Not so much. Travel up to Buffalo with a couple of my roommates. Um, we, we we went up in Stephen's death trap of a car. I've never seen. I've never felt a car just submit so much to wind, just getting tossed around in the wind. And Stephen's like, "Billy, man, that's how cars work. You know, the the wind pushes it around." I was like, "Yeah, that's when your car is made of a half inch of metal." Real adult people cars don't get shoved around in the lightest breezes. <laughs> I found myself nodding off drunk in the back seat constantly. Every time I would go to sleep, I would just imagine what trajectory my body would fly in should we get into an accident. I would like shift a shoulder a, like a half inch or so thinking, no, 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 this will totally change it all. And then I don't do a nosedive through the windshield. That's what I kept thinking of after the Jets lose to the fucking Buffalo Bills. Ugh. Not to mention some Canadian girl uh, has my keys right now, and I'm hoping to, hoping to get them back. Right now I'm doing. Right now I'm dealing with a little chafing on my peen. That's not fun. Like a proper 26 year old, the first 48 hours, I thought, oh fuck, I got some sort of STI. Uh, I knew I didn't. The rational part of my brain knew I didn't have an SDI. I had zero other symptoms. I wasn't even itchy. I just had discomfort when I touched it because there was clearly chafing. There's like some scrapes because I, I was using baby oil. I ran out of lotion. I didn't have any more lube or lotion. I used baby oil to jerk off f- for a few days. And that was a mistake because before you use baby oil, you got to wash your hands. You got to make sure there's no debris on your hands because the baby oil will just turn that little speck of nothing into a jackknife that will just tear up the underside of your dick. Don't do that, people. 
Get some get some lube for you. Go to manhorpod.com, click the Bayland banner on the side, buy yourself some lube. Don't do as I did. Cause now I've been unofficially prescribed cock rest by a lady friend of mine who is almost a doctor. And uh why am I even telling you this? Because I just I kind of want cock rest to become an official part of the medical nomenclature. Yeah, you're gonna take uh two pills twice a day. Um, use some some warm water and soap and cock rest. Really, get get some good cock rest for three to five days. You should be fine. Cock rest. <laughs> uh, I'm glad everybody enjoyed my episode last week with Christina Hutchinson. Oh, wasn't she a treat? So many of you reached out uh, for this episode in particular to say how much you enjoyed it. Um, I'm glad I could finally get Christina on the show and and reunite guys we fucked in the Man Whore Podcast. That was really great. Uh, shout out to Emily S. Who tweeted, uh, fuckers and fan whores rejoice. Billy Presida has Christina Hutchinson on the Man Whore Podcast today. Hashtag sex podcast. Yeah, you know, I, I'm glad y'all you said things. And of course, you can find me on Twitter at the Billy Presida. You know, use the hashtag Man Whore Podcast. You let me know what you think about the show. You might hear your tweet here on uh, the program itself. Now, this is the part of the show I like so much. Uh, the impersonal Patreon thank you roll call. Yeah, this is the part of the show where I like to thank all the fine folks who believe in paying for their content. A lot of hardworking, creative people like myself, like Christina, like many others. You know, we work really hard to make this stuff for you. You know, it's a free podcast. It remains a free podcast. I very much appreciate all the individuals who want to contribute and support with their dollars. The content creators that they uh, enjoy to listen to uh, week in and week out. And by the way, this list keeps growing every week. There are new names getting added to this list. Um, If you are a supporter of the show, I read your name on this. Unless you don't want me to, then you can make up a fake name. I want to see this hit like 100 names. We're at like 31 right now. By the way, and we have 31 people supporting the show. And right now we're currently two-thirds of the way towards the first milestone goal. It's taken a little longer than I was hoping, but I think that's still awesome for our mighty little fan whore army. And these are the people we can thank for it. Alexandra V, Christina D, Holly F, Andrew R, Megs N, Sarah B, Lauren M, Gregory Y, Anna Superslut, Sean B, Prickly Peach, Megan N, and still more names to go. Nelly H, Jazz O, SB, Sarah S, Lauren A, Madeline B, Dave K, Sean N, Mary G, Jeff C, Jennifer C, still got more. Christopher B, Ed B, Greg A, Jeffrey J, Lawrence B, Karen G, Dervla, Ramon F, Justin C, and Lance. Lance, I don't got a fancy little thing for you this week. Sorry. Uh, thank you all so much for donating to the show. And you too can support the Man Whore Podcast and receive great rewards. You can contribute as little as 25 cents per month, which is a bargain in the charity world. Okay, those starving little kids in Africa want like, I don't know, 25 cents a day. You can pledge as little as you want and you can uh, cancel at any time. To do so, go to manwhorepod.com, click the Patreon banner on the side, or... You can download the hot new Patreon app on your smartphone device. Find the Man Whore Podcast uh, and you can donate there. And while you're on manwhorepod.com, you know, you can sign up for the mailing list. You can see show dates. You can buy merch. You can see what books I'm reading. All that fun stuff right there. One website for you, manwhorepod.com. Also on the website, it's really, really, really important. This is like, I don't ask often for y'all for stuff. Okay, I mean, like I ask every week for money, but this is like a serious ask. This one's free. It only takes a couple minutes of your time and you can win a thing and stuff. Okay, there's a survey um, on manwhorepod.com. There's a blog post with a link to a survey. It's going to ask you some questions, some demographic questions that are optional. But the the main things I want to know about a lot of feedback questions, what you think about the podcast uh, how you interact with the podcast, stuff like when do you listen to it, how many episodes have you listened to, how did you find the show, things like that, and then um, some Patreon-esque questions. 
and then some like support uh support related questions and i really could use this feedback this is really really important to me and i know how many of you are listening so i don't want to see just like three responses there should be a lot because this is free to do i'm serious I, Look, I know a lot of you can't spare the dollars, and that's okay. But if you can't, I really need you to take the two or three minutes to go to my website, or you can go to the show notes. If you're on a smartphone, go to the show notes of this episode, and you will see a link at the very top of the show notes. Click that link, fill out the survey. All you have to do is give me your email address to be entered to win a $20 Babeland gift card or a sex toy store of your choice. You know, if, if you got a local spot you really enjoy, I'll call in. I will get you a gift card to that spot. Um, for every 100 people who respond to the survey, I will raffle off another $20 Babeland gift card. Yes. Billy, does that mean that I could win more than one? Yes, that does. If you enter once, you're eligible for all gift cards that get auctioned off for every hundred. So make sure you fill out the survey. If you have friends who listen to the show, make sure they fill out the survey. It helps me improve this podcast as we're moving forward into the third year of this show. Please do that for me. Um, speaking of me, uh, this week's guest is me. Yeah. Uh, no guests this week, folks, not because I ran out of girls to talk to, not because there was a scheduling snafu, just because, uh, I wanted to, uh, doing a year in review. We're doing a 2015 in review with me and myself talking about the best things of 2015 in my sex life and in the world's. So if you're one of those people who says, man, Bill, your intros are way too long. Well, then you know what? This episode is probably not for you because it's just going to be more of me. Uh, I, I do have a friend, a lady friend. She's sitting as like my studio audience because I just thought it'd be weird to talk to myself for an hour. So I hope you all uh, enjoy me with myself, uh, this experimental episode. And you know, if you don't like it, you know what you, you should do? Go to manwhorepod.com, click the link for the survey, fill it out, and, and mention when it says, what do you want to see less of? Billy talking about himself. Yes, there is a question about the intros. So if you're if you don't like it, there's your opportunity to say something. Otherwise, forever hold your fucking peace. <laughs> and by the way, the survey raffle that's going to end in at the end of January. That's fair. That's enough time for you to fill out a, a goddamn survey, right? End of January. That's all you get. But for right now, uh, let's go into me doing 2015 a year in review with me. So I am in the corner of this room watching a podcast happen with four people. And it was weird because it was basically like I'm watching this conversation, but I can't join it. Yeah. And if I really want to, I can also listen to the podcast later. I can listen to that conversation that I just watched later, which is so strange because when you watch people have a conversation, it's not like you're ever going to get to like re-listen to it. Right. It's right. it kind of strange. So I don't know. That was weird. But I'm I'm here with with myself, kind of by myself, talking to myself. I, I've got an audience of one because I cannot handle, I can't handle myself in a room alone, silent. And so I've got a friend of mine here, uh, a, an intimate lady friend, uh, clothed probably against her will, and she is uh, my sounding board. So hey everybody, we're doing doing 2015. Year in Review Rewards here at the Man Whore Podcast. I, uh, that's what we're doing because I don't know another way to construct me talking about shit I never had time to talk about this year. So I'm going to present some rewards. No one's going to be here to accept the, uh, the awards. I'm going to give their thank you speeches for them uh, in the form of talking about it. Uh, and to lead off the, the 2015 awards, we've got uh, the craziest Craigslist hookup. Let me get this envelope here. Um, Craziest Craigslist hookup of 2015 for myself. And uh, it goes to Gimp Mask Asian Lady. Yes, the Gimp Mask Asian Lady. I answered a Craigslist ad years ago. Long before I was professionally called a man whore. <coughs> uh, and I, I, I guess I answered for some sort of gangbang, bukkake, some weird thing my friends would shake their head at me for. I don't remember what it was. 
nothing panned out, nothing transpired. We exchanged a few emails. That was it. Forgot about it. Then earlier this year, uh, I get a text message. It says, hey, man, you down? I'm like, like for what? Like we robbing a bank? I don't know. What's, what are we down for? Do I need shoes? I don't. What's up? Uh, and it turns out it's the same guy I exchanged emails with years ago. He says, hey, I'm in, I got this girl. She's in town. I got a place. And she, she wants me to get some guys to come over and fuck her while she's blindfolded. Are you in? He's not going to exchange photos. So he, I'm kind of just good. And this is for two hours from then. I, I don't have an option on time. I don't have time to go work out. I, it's really now or never. And I kind of went for it. I was like, sure. I, uh, I, I, I ask what the limits are and what the setup is. Like, well, you know, she's going to be on this massage table. You're going to come in. You're going to fuck her. She's blindfolded. But you got to be quiet. Because, like, she knows other guys are going to be there, but she doesn't want to know other guys are there. Which sounds risky because I don't want to get into the situation where the blindfold slips off. I'm inside of her and she freaks out. That's not good. It's how you end up in handcuffs. I don't need any more bad press. All right. There's a couple angry feminists with blogs who give that to me enough as is. <clears throat> but I go over, I do it, and uh, actually want, I'm watching a guy banger while I'm inside, you know, waiting my turn. And uh, But when I walk in, this woman's not blindfolded. Blindfolded's cool. You know, I can just walk in the blindfold. I don't have to prepare for that. No, this woman's got a fucking gimp mask on. You can't throw the gimp mask at me out of nowhere. That's not fair, man. You didn't prepare me for a Pulp Fiction recap. I don't want... Man, if I did not have a heart on right now, I would very much be leaving. I, this is not okay. That's a little too extreme for me. I've never even seen a gimp mask in person, let alone on an individual I'm supposed to have intercourse with. I mean, I did it. I'm not, I'm not a monster. I, I did it. It just... That was definitely a surprise. And, so, and now in that proverbial list of people you've had sex with, you know, I don't have a name to give this woman. I don't, have an, I don't have a name. So I just have to write down gimp mask Asian lady. I'm not not proud of the encounter, but I'm not proud of it either. But it's definitely my craziest Craigslist hookup of 2015. Congratulations, gimp mask Asian lady and her, her weird dude who's getting ready to rob a bank or something. Uh, and on to the next award. Uh, my, my favorite podcast appearance of the year for myself uh, as you know from time to time people ask me to do their show and uh, i agree i guess when the show's not hoarding it up enough they're like well let's get billy on he'll tell us something weird and uh no so i i'm glad to say that the winner of my favorite podcast appearance is the hot mess comedy hour with uh previous guests andrea allen and emily lubin yes uh, I went on that show and we had a we shared a story that never made it onto the Andrea Allen episode about me, her, a train ride, and a pair of panties that may or may not have been worn by myself. If you want to know more about that story, go check out the Hot Mess Comedy Hour. Download my episode and uh, download someone else's episode too on there because it's a good show. Um, she's very funny. Emily's good, uh, but Andrea's great, and so you should combine. They average to good good plus uh, it's very very fun times hottest tv sex scene of the year you know uh, 2015 was the year of the butt as you all know kim k allegedly uh broke the internet there was there was some pegging there was some rimming but i i challenge those sex scenes hottest tv sex scene of the year has got to be the orgy scene in Sense8. A lot of you are like, what's Sense8? Okay, that's a good question. It's a fair point. Sense8 is on Netflix. It's one of the originals. That sci-fi series from the Wachowskis, uh, formerly the Wachowski brothers, now the, the Wachowski brother and sister. And it's just these eight people who they are linked, I guess, like through their brains so they can kind of like leap into each other's consciousness, not like take, they can sometimes take over their bodies, but they can also feel what the other one's feeling. Uh, they can sense the other things that they sense. So, and there's eight of them, right? You know, there's a, there's a gay male actor. There's a Chicago cop. There's an Asian chick. There's a, there's a, what is gotta be one of the, um, the few trans women who really confuse me about myself. Um, played by, I believe Jamie Clayton plays Nomi. 
And there's a scene uh, during during the series where Nomi's about fucking her girlfriend and the gay actor he's he starts fucking his boyfriend and then the chicago cop is just working out the dude in berlin's just sitting by himself in a hot tub but all of a sudden like they start getting into each other's sex scenes so all of a sudden the gay dude can sense himself fucking the lesbian all of a sudden the the trans chick is like making out with the the chicago cop while he's lifting and then they all end in this hot tub in Berlin and they're all feeling on him. Even the straight guys are kissing the dude. Like everybody's hooking up with everybody. And so they're all basically fucking themselves through each other. It's crazy hot. You should all check it out. Sense 8 on Netflix. You're going to think, okay, I don't really know if this plot line holds up, but it's worth it for this one orgy scene. Or you can just YouTube it. It's pretty cool. The runner-up for that award, by the way, is really anything that's not with Lena Dunham. That's the the runner-up for hottest sex TV sex scenes. Anything where she decided to keep her clothes on. I'm not body shaming her. I'm ugly shaming her. There's a difference. All right, now best sex list. There's a lot of things. Uh, a lot of places like to put out sex list. Best this number of that. Fifteen ways to to fuck your lover while your dad's in the other room. I don't know. But I say the best sex list came from, came from Spotify the top sec the top 10 sex songs according to its own users yeah apparently uh nearly 2.5 million sex lit playlists were played just over Valentine's Day weekend let alone all year it's insane There's one i didn't know Spotify was really that popular i don't have it i don't entirely understand it i'm not a big music guy another thing that concerned me was I didn't know any of these 10 songs. I know I recognize zero of these. The, the songs are Dreams by Food et Toi, I guess. That's uh, Talk is Cheap by Chet Faker. Do you know any of these? <clears throat> okay, my, my studio audience of one does not recognize any of these either. Night, Li- Night Like This by LP. Let's Get Started, Dylan Gardner. Sweet Ophelia, Zella Day. You and Me, the Flume remix. By the way, you got to get the Flume remix, I guess, because without it, it, without remix, it's shit. There's Magic by Coldplay, Menswear by the 1975 from Eden by Hozier, and then there's something just called Intro, the XX. So, we fucked to that. what? We fucked to that. Yeah. Apparently, I've had sex to this song. Yeah. I I do not recall it. So Billy, if you don't understand, if you don't know any of these songs, why is that you're you're the best sex list of the year? I think it's just crazy that that many people label their playlists sex on Spotify. Like that's not that's not a smooth move. If like you you hit play on the Spotify list, you go to the bathroom and she sees your computer screen and it says sex. You're gonna come out of that bathroom and she's gonna be like, "Did I give you any inclination you were getting some tonight?" No, you're gonna need to work a little bit harder. You should uh, redo this playlist to say Cunnilingus Mix because that's what's happening tonight. And you're not guaranteed anything else. <laughs> so congratulations, Spotify, on your, your Manhor Podcast reward. Please let me know where to send that to. Uh, it's just a condom, really. It's, all, it's, I don't, it's a free podcast. I don't have much there. Uh, sex trend of the year. Sex trend of the year. This is what I've been running into a lot this year. This has uh, been interesting. The winner, drumroll, lactating titties. <laughs> I have run into, not once have I run into a lactating titty in real life. Not once. In my years of fucking, I know I'm 12, so I know I haven't been having sex for that long, but still, all these years, zero lactating boobies. 2015, at least three pairs. That's six titties that squirt milk. I don't know if this is like a new thing that's like been going on with women. I don't know if it's like in the new birth control that's out there. What is going on? Maybe I'm just a lucky guy. I think it's hot. I think it's great. You know, it's like all the Oedipal complex without the creepy role play, you know? But that I've been running into to, that has been a lovely surprise. 
if 2012 was the trend of making women squirt out of their pussies, 2015 was the year of squirting out the nips. And I'm very happy about it. I hope to, I hope to see more of it in the coming new year. This next one, uh, I've talked about this one before. This is going to be this is my WTF discovery. This is the thing that I have discovered uh, for myself that I was like, whoa, like blew my mind. Okay, and the award for this one goes to erotic hypnosis. Blew my dick off, erotic hypnosis. You may remember, maybe a month or so back, I I, I talked about in the intro how a friend of mine had sent me in like an audio masturbation encouragement track and so i listened to it but it was uh, erotic hypnosis it told me to lay back on my bed and to do a lot of deep breathing and to follow her voice and like a lot of meditation like shit but then we switched from all this like this hippie woo woo stuff to like now imagine me stroking your cock and then uh, now my dick without and i'm not touching it the rules are don't touch your dick but through this voodoo magic on my cock it rose and then like by the end of this 15 minutes, I needed to come so badly. I I almost did. There was like a countdown to come. And as she got to one, I'm like, oh my God, I'm so close. I'm so close. But I wasn't there yet. If she extended it like five more minutes, I would have had a no uh, a hands-free orgasm. Which, you know, just every guy who got into a really bad car accident hopes for every day. You know, he dreams of it. I almost accomplished it myself. That was wild. Erotic hypnosis. I'll be looking into you this year. Okay, now uh, I think li- people like lists. I've been told people like uh, uh, lists of stuff. So uh, here I've got my my list of my the best Tinder profiles I came across in 2015. <laughs> Plenty of those. I went through all my matches. So uh, the, the first one is just uh, is from this woman, Sean, and just said, "Eat it." That's pussy? Yes, please. Vegetables? No, thank you. I don't want any. Eat it. It's so, it's so simple, yet it, there's attitude behind that. And I, I dig. That's a hot attitude to have. And I was about that life. Uh, the ne- next one was from Kara, ranking in at a number. I guess I have six of these, so this would be five. I think that's how numbers work. Kara, seeking a positive male role model for my cat. And of course, her picture is a cute girl in glasses holding, you know, two baby ducks. What the fuck? Two ducklings, zero cats in your pictures. I don't know if your ducks have like animal body dysphoria, I guess, but I don't know if I'm the one for you for that. Number four, um, Audrey. At this point, I'm just looking for someone to help me carry my groceries up the stairs. And this was not a 70-year-old lady with a cane. It's just a 25-year-old trying to be witty and clever on Tinder. A little bit of a fail. Uh, I appreciate the effort. Naturally, she's got two pictures with her cat. And I think Audrey and Kara switched Tinder bios. I think there's a problem there. Yeah. Jordan, coming in at number three. Women are not vending machines where you put kindness coins in and sex falls out. Is this a, See, yeah, isn't that a good line? Now, I know it's not hers. I know she did not write it. There's a lot of people on Tumblr yelling, hey, she stole it. I know. I know. I did my research. I wanted to know whose quote that was. Apparently, it's a very popular thing on Tumblr, a quote that goes around. But I thought that was hot. I was like, mm, this girl's on that feminist bandwagon uh, that, that really you know, emasculates me and turns me on. Dig it. Jordan and I, of this whole list, Jordan is the only one who I've actually uh, met up with. She's, she's great. B- busy girl, but great. Uh, number two, Chantel. The cat is non-negotiable. Everything else, that's another story. Seriously, I know YouTube loves cats, but what the fuck? Everyone, what is up with cats and girls on Tinder in New York City? I don't know what it's about. Girls are so young, you don't have to give up yet, you know? Put the cat away. Pick a dick up or a tit. I don't know, something. Put. You don't need so many cats. In New York City, all the Tinder profile, all the Tinder pics, they got a cat. But if you go down to like Louisville, Kentucky, I remember going on Tinder down there and everyone just had guns in their picture. That was terrifying. I'm not going to have sex with anybody whose first picture is them uh, pointing a gun at a, at a target sheet and it's all bullseyes. 
No, thank you. Anyways, a winner of best Tinder uh, bio I came across uh, in 2015. Uh, I don't even want to say her name in case you find her. Uh, but it's not even. Uh, there's two parts. She could have won twice. She really should have first and second. That's how good because her pick is a bio and it's awesome. So I'll start the sign. She's at some event and she's got a big sign and it says face fuck me Finn. And I'm like, all right, I'm, I'm, it's not my name, but I will change my name. If that's all it takes. I will. Then her, then her bio is if doing squats on faces counts as working out, I'm a motherfucking gym rat. <laughs> ding, ding, ding winner. And then she opened up. She called me a babe. So, I, I mean, I don't know if that's a good thing or horribly, horribly terrifying. But that's the type of woman who exists in the world. And she should get all the things she wants. <laughs> now, uh, uh, best sex party theme I encountered this year. My favorite. So, as you guys know, I go to this uh, play party about every other month. They like to have themes. I hate themes. I don't like them. I don't like playing dress up. I don't like trying to buy a costume. It's very stressful. I'm stressed out enough at a sex party, okay? I'm just trying to like focus so I can have enjoyable sexual experiences. I don't want to be like, are they judging me for my outfit? Did I not try hard enough? Is this okay? I should have gotten the belt. I should have gotten the belt. So my favorite sex party theme of the year was stripped because it was no close. It's perfect. It was, yeah, let's get to the point. Naked. That's what we're doing here, right? It's what we're all here for. I don't want to wear a hat. It's nonsense. Although my hair is getting thin. I should wear more hats. I don't know. Uh, best rape joke of 2015. Ooh, I just heard some, some pussies clench up and uh, some dudes get uncomfortable. Yes, uh, some people say you can't joke about rape ever. Rape's never funny. Never. Can never joke about X. Fuck you and your bullshit. You don't know how humor works. You might not find that topic funny ever. That's okay. But just because you have a blog or you write for Salon doesn't mean you get to say uh, declaratively that we comedians are not. I like how the people who criticize and try to police the, the stand-up comedy world the most are people who've never been on a fucking stage. You have no idea how humor works. And just because you've seen a lot of shitty jokes at open mics doesn't mean that entire topic's not funny. But, but Amy Schumer had best rape joke of 2015. Uh, it was that entire, if, if you're say saying to me, Billy, no, rape's not funny. Okay, please, let's go uh, submit to evidence every blog that praised Amy for that Bill Cosby courtroom sketch. The Court of Public Opinion, I believe is what it was called. That entire sketch is one long rape joke. One big joke about how we now are going to feel bad watching The Cosby Show, which is a great show. Or if you're a comedian, uh, a stand-up comedy fan, if you try to listen to Bill Cosby's himself, arguably one of the best comedy albums ever put out, you're going to feel a little bit of guilt enjoying what is good, solid uh, entertainment because the guy who made it's been out raping chicks for decades. That's an entire big, long rape joke. And you laughed at it and you wrote good things about it. Weeks after you said rape can't be funny. I want to quote George Carlin, who's one who's you know, one of my all-time favorite comics. He once said, people like to tell you what you can't say. Say you can't joke about rape. Rape's not funny. He says, fuck you. I think it's hilarious. I'll prove to you how rape can be funny. Picture Porky Pig raping Elmer Fudd. Folks, any topic can be funny. The problem is, just like anything else in life, most people who do a thing are not good at it. That's what makes great people so great. It's what makes legends uh, so legendary, is that so many other people suck balls at it. So when you go to a shitty open mic in a basement, and you see a lot of people do really bad rape jokes, or really bad N-word jokes, or really bad edgy material, or really bad jokes about airlines, it's because most, yeah, most of those are going to be bad. But there are good ones. There are funny ones. So stop trying to tell me what I can or can't joke about. Most uh, and and moving on. Uh, most surprising pedophile of 2015 because that's something that's been going on. I just thought that'd be a smooth segue. Well, as you know, we had, you know, hey, who could it be the Duggars? Could it be the Duggar dude? Could it be Jared? I was never surprised about Jared. That totally fits his mo of what I imagine that guy. Wants no most surprising pedophile of the year is Mark Salling. Who? It's a good point. 
Puck from Glee. Oh, yeah, that guy. Man, it, just when you thought Glee couldn't get any worse, right? Man, and I loved Glee. I own, I paid real dollars, American, for six different Glee albums. I don't buy music. I bought Glee albums. But Mark Salling, uh, just last week, I believe, got arrested for having child pornography, allegedly having child pornography on his computer. And it can't be that much of a shock to people. That guy was the oldest dude on the cast. He was, he was playing a high schooler, and he was older than the guy playing his teacher. There's something already not right about this. But poor, poor, poor Mark Salling, whose career really was already done as soon as they graduated him, uh, is uh, fully, his life is over now too. All right, now if you're, if you're upset that not enough of these, uh, these award things involve me, fine, let's bring it back to me. Let's bring it back to my life. But let's go, let's go on. I want to give this award. I wish you were here to uh, accept it in person. Most surprising, I'm, I'm calling this bo- a boomerang bang. Most surprising boomerang bang of the year. <clears throat> I am grateful that I even have more than one option of a boomerang bang. If you don't know what a boomerang bang is, man, I hope I'm coining a term. That Wouldn't that be cool? Boomerang bang is like someone you either pined for, you hooked up with in, in a lesser capacity. Maybe you just made out or something. And then later, you have the opportunity to fuck that person, and you do. So think about like that girl you fingered at a party in high school, and then you had a huge crush on her because she's the first one to let you touch a pussy, and then, and then nothing happens. And then maybe, maybe you're both at the 10-year uh, reunion, and you bang someone there. That's a boomerang bang in my opinion. And uh, I, the, the award for this is going to go to Laura. Laura has been on this podcast. She was on under a different name. I don't want to tell you who. Laura and I hooked up during like freshman or like welcome week of freshman orientation for college. I was just new to even speak in the women. I think I might have still been a virgin uh, for a few more weeks. And we, we, at the dance, there was like a big dance at the end of it. And we danced during it. We were getting sweaty. We made out. I still didn't get to touch anything fun. But like, again, I'm, st- I'm 18 years old. I love, th- I'm at the height of loving making out. It's right before I start having a lot of sex. So I, this is still a big deal for me. And, and Laura is crazy hot. Laura might, at this point in time in my life, is the hottest girl that's ever kissed me. So I'm just losing my mind. We had, that was a good, it was a good memory. Flash forward. We do the podcast goes well. I thought a lot of you didn't exactly love her, whatever. Um, but then it turns out that she started getting into like sex parties and swinging and started really exploring her sexuality. And she texts me randomly to tell me so. So we start talking and she basically, I forget how we get to it, but she very explicitly was like saying like, yeah, I'd fuck you. And so I'm thinking, like, I got to make this happen. And I think for, like, a good eight months, I tried to figure out how to make my schedule work that I could have sex with this woman. And days before she moves to Miami, days, we figured out a time that she could come. She had time to come over for, like, an hour or so. She was still just as hot as I remembered. What a body. I'm not ugly, but I, she was definitely out integering me by many and for years, I thought like, wow, man, I really wish I could have fucked Laura. And then you get to fuck Laura. And there's a little there's a little chubby kid somewhere deep down inside of you that is pumping his fist like Judd Nelson at the end of Breakfast Club. You're like, fuck yeah, man. Even I can get it too. Look at me now. Um, next award. Hottest encounter that never was. This is the award... Uh, that is so sad to give because it brings back such not nice memories of an, uh, of canceled plans. I'm very excited. Let me. Uh, I got I got an, an envelope that is not real, and I'm excited to uh, pantomime open it. And the award for hottest encounter that never was goes to the filthy martini bartender. As, as my studio studio audience here uh, is aware. <laughs> Not too long ago, I answered a Craigslist ad for dirty martinis. No, not dirty martinis. Filthy martinis. Dirty martinis a drink, right? Clearly, I'm an adult. Filthy martinis. What's a filthy martini? A filthy martini is a dirty martini with a little extra ingredient. A little extra something, something. A little, a little, 
a little male juice. A little, a little jizz. So this woman, she was throwing a bachelorette party for her friend, and they thought it would be fun to have a bunch of dudes come over. And just like, because like, hey, we're wild, we're crazy, we're girls. It's your last night of freedom. Hey, hands up, to the left, to the left, everyone, to the left. These guys, we would come, we would sh- get naked, we would jerk off in front of this bachelorette party, and then come in the dirty martini glasses, and then the ladies in the bachelorette, and they could all drink it and be like, oh my God, I can't believe we did that. This is so crazy. So I applied, not only did I apply for this, I got chosen. And you know, anything that's more of a, again, I am, I'm beautiful and sexy in my own curvy way. However, when I'm, if you're applying for something that's more like a showing offness, unless you have a monster cock, which I don't, just barely above average, unless you have a monster cock, it's kind of, they want the aesthetic of the, like the slim muscular dude, it seems like a lot of these posts would allude to, or you might assume and I do not have that quality, which is fine. I think, but you know what I do have? I have fucking showmanship, okay? If I'm stroking my dick for someone watching, I know how to make that look good, all right? I webcammed for a year in college. I'm, I used to be a professional, okay? I used to, like, professionally jerk off, you know? Uh, and so I knew I could, like, make it look good and fun for them. And I'm a, I'm a talker. I'm the guy who's going to get the party going. I'm the, I'm the one who it's like, man, I really wish people would start dancing. If you play the right song, I'll fucking get out there. I'll get it started. I'll pull someone in who's really mad about dancing, but all of a sudden they start smiling in the middle. They're like, you know what? This is kind of fun. Yeah, let's do the Carlton. So I applied for it. I got picked, and we were ready. I had the date ahead of time. I was planning my masturbation sessions around saving up juices for this event, and three days before, she got canceled. Why? bachelorette broke her fucking foot you goddamn klutz you've ruined what was easily going to be the coolest thing i've ever done in my life you ruined it you klutz now all is not lost there we may do filthy martinis at some point in the future if things get better if they still want to do it but uh you know uh now uh, some quick some quick ones some quick short fire awards best book i read best sex book i read this year Easily, by far, Not Gay by Jane Ward. Uh, If you remember Jane Ward from this podcast, we talked about not gay, sex between straight white men. We talk about why straight white dudes, some of them, like to bang other straight white dudes and why it's totally not gay. Definitely pick up that book on the Amazon. And then also the best sex podcast I found. It's not like a new sex podcast, just sex podcast I found this year. It's called Why Are People Into That? is with uh, Tina Horn, who you're actually going to hear on this podcast, um, so long as like, she doesn't die tomorrow um, before we record. Because if, she, if we, she records and she dies like on the way home, I think I can still release it, right? I just got to do like a good eulogy up top. That's all. <laughs> but this is a show uh, where she has on different guests to talk about why they're into a particular thing. She wants to, why are people into puppies? Why are people into role play? Why, why are people into bicycles? Apparently... Some people are bisexual. I don't fucking know. Why are people into that? Now, um, you know, 2015 was an interesting year for me. Uh, I've grown. I've, I think. I don't know. Uh, I, I've, I've, I've had some ups and downs. I had a really bad breakup. I had a death I had to deal with. I had some some adversity, some Twitterversity, uh, some, some me getting in the fights with people. I, uh, I've made mistakes. I have been an asshole. But I've also uh, had, some, uh, had a shit ton of fun. You know, I, I got into some trouble with some people in the sex pause world. I said some things I was not proud of uh, to a couple people. Now, some of them have blown it out of proportion to they say, oh, Billy's a serial, a, quote, serial harasser of women and, quote, proven misogynist. And I say, uh, your honor, I have seen no proof. So I would like uh, that charge dismissed. And then serial harasser, really? I mean, come on. Is, is one incident really serial? I don't know. Um, but was I an asshole? Uh, nonetheless, absolutely. But what I learned from it was that like, I get into these fights on Twitter. So I used to get into these fights on Twitter doesn't fucking matter like let it go billy let people be wrong and even because sometimes they're gonna be not wrong sometimes you're gonna end up being the one who's wrong yourself so just chill the fuck out click block move on and go look at that porn gift some more and it's you know it's work in progress i'm not great at it 
yet. Uh, but I am, you know, young and I'm dumb and full of cum. And, you know, I don't know. I'm just trying to be a better me. And it's difficult, but, I, uh, you know, trying. I don't think any of this was coherent. No? Some of it? It'll cut together? Yeah, uh, don't get into fights on Twitter, Billy. That's that's the thing I'm taking away from the year. It was kind of annoying. They were like, you're the serial harasser of women. I was like, really? If I harass like two people who happen to be women, it doesn't mean I harass women. It means I just harass people. I, I'm being, I'm equal opportunity asshole. Like, I get into fights with people of all genders, male, female, and everything else. You know, I'm not... Ugh. I think the hardest thing was... Uh, I don't know which order they came in, but they were... Uh, learning that I was wrong and admitting that I was wrong. Because I forget which one I did first. But because I don't like to apologize for things I'm not genuinely sorry for. I like to actually believe that I was. Because, I mean, okay, let's just do this. Okay, I was in an incident where, like, through a long series of Twitter exchanges with a couple sex pause bloggers on Twitter from, like, let's say July through August that were ended up not being positive because we disagreed. I thought we were being respectfully disagreeing and they thought um, I was a monster on par with James Dean. It it culminated with like me disagreeing with this uh, chick, Ella, who runs a, a, a really good blog. And then because everyone like in her world was agreeing with her and I didn't feel like anyone was on my side with probably Billy, you know, Billy, when you're one against many, usually a good sign that you should take a look at something. Okay. But I just, I felt like I was getting yelled at when I get yelled at by a group of people. I don't know. I, I get flashbacks to being bullied and then I just don't handle it well. Cause I, I feel like I'm 11 all over again. Um, one against many on the playground. And so I said a lot of shitty things. I, I lashed out and whatnot. And I, um, first I apologized, but it was like kind of a bullshit, like faux apology through reflection over like a month or so. I started to realize, you know what, whether or not I was wrong on the topics themselves, I was very wrong with how I handled the situation. Do, did the other parties involved have shit they should own as a uh, faults that they should own? I think so, but that's not important. What's important is admitting that you're wrong and then apologizing for it. And that's really difficult to do. Um, so I don't like being wrong. Like I have a huge fetish for being right on the internet and like really into it. Again, if I, if I win a fight on Twitter, I'm just like beating off the whole time. So I don't know. That's something I learned this year and it's not an easy lesson. And for the record, I have like since apologized. So. That's that. Um, uh, and let's let's end this this solo episode, this solo um, experiment with uh, some squad goals for 2016. If the squad is me, myself, and Macaque, Macaque, Macaque. Um, those are two words, Billy. My cock. Okay. Uh, here's some things that might be fun to try. I don't know. I don't even really know what's on this list. I, I think I wrote it days ago and I've since forgotten what's here, but let's take a look what I had in mind. Sex settlers of Catan. Okay. I imagine that means, uh, I think that falls under a simple guideline that if you are not doing everything in your body possible to obtain that wheat, uh, you're not playing the game right. Okay. If you got to exchange a blow job for clay and a wood so you can build that fucking road. Sometimes you got to do it. Okay. Sometimes you just gonna have to go around of the game with a dick in your mouth. But I guess that's uh, playing settlers of Catan with like sexual favors. I'm pretty cheap. If you just get naked, I'll probably be fine. Um, make out party. Ooh, I definitely want to go lip service this year. That is something on my goal. Uh, it's a make out party. That's it. It's at a bar. And all you do is like you talk to people, you socialize, and you make out. It's like a fuck party. But instead of like saying, hey, you want to go fuck? You'd be like, hey, can we make out? Because you guys all know making out's my second favorite thing to do. I'm very childish like that. So what happens when no one really, you know, kisses you a lot until you're 18 is you almost fetishize making out. It's ah, it's like I love it. That's why I can't fuck hookers because if I can't make out with you, uh, I can't fuck you. I can't do that. My dick's not going to work. Real dinner date. Yes. Uh, okay. I've gone on some real dates. Like they were 
not fuck dates where we're like, hey, let's go have a drink for two hours and talk. And if we don't weird each other out, let's go get naked. Not one of those. Like a real date. I've been on them. That's good. But I've yet to go get like dinner. Like I want to I want to go get like a nice steak at a nice place. I want to spend money that like later I go, oh, I can't believe I spent that much money on a date. But I never get to do that. So that would be nice. And then um, less. Oh, OK. I like this one. Less preachy, more funny. This uh, this podcast, you know, sometimes I get a little ranty. There's always been a sex show first, comedy show second. You will all agree this is not the funniest show on iTunes. You're totally accurate. It's not supposed to be. Um, I would like I would like to be able to let loose a little bit more and take some things a little less seriously and just uh, remember that we all end up dead in a box. So what does it matter? Let's have fun, right? Like I had I I had a lot of sex. This was I had the most sex this year uh, I think I've ever had. That's kind of insane. I don't know if it's uh, because of the podcast or what. Probably a little bit. I mean, I've had sex with fans. I've had sex with strangers. I've had sex with friends. Uh, it's an amazing year for me. It's an amazing year for the podcast. Uh, and I hope it was an amazing year for you all, too. And thank you all for tuning in to this uh, show for so long. It's 91 weeks in a row. Y'all listening. Very much appreciated. So my final award of 2015 goes out... Uh, does it have a name? Let's give it a name. Kick-ass people of the year. It goes out to all of you fine folk. For tuning in to me uh, every Wednesday or, you know, whichever day you prefer because you have agency and that's how the internet works. You could be listening to me right now in 2017. I don't know. Maybe it'll still be out there. I hope so. If certain feminists haven't, like, taken me off the internet by then, you know, I'll still be available. So thank you all so much for listening and uh, let's say goodbye to some people. Yeah, where do I say? Over there? Okay. Hey, goodbye, people. I never know how to say goodbye. I never really know how to end. I just uh, I just tell them, all right. I don't have like a you keep it crispy like Pete Holmes does. I just say, all right, I guess we're done. Bye. Do you want to say bye, studio audience? No? She doesn't want to say goodbye. I will say goodbye for you. Bye. <laughs>well, I hope you enjoyed that. Uh, can't say I've done that before. Hey, if you liked it, if you didn't like it, go fill out the survey and let me know. Along with all your other likes and dislikes about this podcast. Um, as usual, people, I'm here every Wednesday giving you uh, some fun stuff, some glimpses into my sex life, and uh, some interesting conversations with sex professionals. I hope you're all following me on Twitter, if you have one, at TheBillyPresita. Say hello. Use the hashtag ManHorrorPodcast. I love seeing those. And if you want to say something more, uh, a little bit more private, a little bit longer, a little rantier, you can email your comments, your questions, your booby pictures all over to ManHorrorPod at gmail.com. And of course, if you can uh, donate anything, please support our Patreon page. And I say our, like the royal our, like me and the slutty god almighty above. Go to patreon.com slash podcast. Make your pledge today. Uh, but otherwise, folks, you know what? We got a new year. It's a new us. Let's set some lighthearted goals and have some fucking fun this year. Let's make 2016 kick ass. Love you all. Stay slutty. <laughs>